my name is Mariana Zúñiga and I'm a freelance journalist based in Venezuela. So what exactly happened yesterday? Tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, it was one of the biggest protests in Venezuela since the wave of protests in 2017. All these people uh, gathered to protest against Nicolas Maduro and to listen uh, what, the, what Juan Guaido, the president of the National Assembly, had to say. Assuming formally the competencias. At some point, uh, I think it was around 2 p.m., um, he declared himself as the new president of Venezuela based on some articles that are inside of Venezuelan constitution that allows the president of the National Assembly to take the power to re-establish the constitutional order. When he announced it, people started hugging and crying and screaming and saying, tenemos nuevo presidente, we have a new president. Because some Venezuelans are really tired of the situation, are really tired of this government. This constitutional order, according to them, was broken because in last May, Venezuela had some elections that were contested by the international community and by locals as well, because not all politicians were allowed to run, and also because many people, uh, especially um, state workers, they were obliged to vote for this election. Also because the National Electoral Council in Venezuela is basically controlled by the government. So just to relate what happened in Venezuela yesterday, is Juan Guaido declaring himself president sort of like Nancy Pelosi declaring herself president because of, you know, election fraud? I know it sounds crazy. And some people around social media are saying that despite Maduro's reputation as an autocrat, this seems like, like a coup. But for many people... This is not a coup just because they don't consider Maduro as the president of Venezuela, as this new second term being legal. How did Nicolás Maduro respond? Uh, Nicolás Maduro responds saying that this was some kind of coup, that they are trying to overthrow him, um, that this is not, uh, not democratic. Que como presidente constitucional, jefe de Estado, jefe de gobierno, en cumplimiento de mis funciones que juré frente al pueblo de respetar y hacer Immediately, uh, Juan Guaidó declared himself the new president. Uh, the international community started recognizing him instead of Maduro as the president of Venezuela. Um, the first one was um, the United States, President Donald Trump. So what Maduro did immediately when he went on national TV was saying that, like, cutting all the diplomatic um, relationships with the United States and saying that the, um, the diplomatic corps of the United States here in Venezuela had 72 hours to leave the country. 
Apparently, they are not going to do it. They didn't do it because Juan Guaidó invited all the diplomatic community to stay in the country. And it seems to me that if they don't recognize Maduro, they won't recognize his order either. And one day later, who's all backing Guaidó? In the region, almost all the countries in, re in the region except uh, Mexico, uh, Nicaragua, uh, Bolivia, and Uruguay. But the rest of the countries in the region, El Grupo de Lima, also the United States, Canada, they say they, they recognize Juan Guaidó as the new president of, of Venezuela, the interim president of Venezuela. Colombia recognizes Juan Guaidó as president of Venezuela. We say on behalf of Canada that we recognize and express our full support for Brazil, together with all other countries comprising the Lima Group, which are recognizing this fact, we will give all political support to take this process to an end. The European Union uh, asked for for like the democracy to be re-established in Venezuela and for free and fair elections to be held, but they they didn't say anything explicitly about recognizing uh, Juan Guaidó as the new president and allies of the of Nicolas Maduro historically like Russia and Turkey they they back. Maduro. Which do you think matters more, the endorsements of Canada and the United States or, or Russia and Turkey or, or Mexico and Bolivia or, or, or Peru and, and Chile? Like, which of these endorsements means more for Venezuelan politics, for Venezuelan people? Well, I think for, for Venezuelan people, uh, the region uh, means more. Russia has been lending money to Venezuela since uh, some years ago. So that's an important ally for, for Maduro's government. Um, but uh, now without the support of the, of the U.S., it's not that Maduro had it, but now that the U.S. don't recognize Maduro anymore as the president, I think economically Maduro is in a, like a pretty big trouble because, you know, the Maduro government wouldn't be able to sell oil to the U.S. anymore because Guaidó's government would be the one charging uh, so at this point, I think two things can happen. By leaving Maduro without the source of a big part of dollars income, this could lead the Maduro government to collapse. The other scenario is that Maduro stays in power despite this. And in that case, Venezuela will lose an important amount of oil money. So the export would fall and the economic crisis that we've been living since 2014 would enter a more dramatic stage. I guess... The only thing that matters is what the Venezuelan military chooses to do. Who are they behind? Historically, their posture has been always supporting the, the government uh, since Chavez. And in previous days, they have released statements and tweets saying that they support President Maduro. Because the military is backing uh, Maduro, Probably things will continue as, as, as always. And probably uh, the repression in Venezuela will get heavier and harder. And meanwhile, while all of the politics of this shakes out, what are the conditions like for, for the majority of the people in Venezuela right now? Well, situation in Venezuela has been pretty critical in terms of um, the scarcity of food, the scarcity of medicine the high pre-inflation. When you find food, if you find it, for many people, it's really difficult to pay for it. 
Just in January, in one week, the Bolivar lost half of its value. And so it's really complicated for many people. Like go, going to, some, to, to a, a clinic could be really expensive. Uh, before you had to pay things in Bolivars, now you have to pay in dollars. Um, I, I can give you a personal example. Please. My grandmother, she had a stroke in December. She doesn't have an insurance anymore. Well, she has an insurance, but the insurance only covers in Bolivars. And that's not enough anymore with the current inflation. So we had to pay for the fourth day that she was in the clinic, $2,000. That maybe it doesn't sound like a lot for many people uh, outside or many people in the U.S., but for a Venezuelan family, that's a lot. I mean, we had to, all the grandchildren, we had to put a little bit in order to pay for the bill of my of my grandmother. I, I mean... Being sick in Venezuela now, it's really risky and expensive. Either you can die because you don't find the right medicines, or, I don't know, you will lose a lot, a lot of money. Is she okay? No, yeah, she, she's okay. She's better. Okay. Venezuela's got two presidents. Nicolás Maduro is a known quantity, but who's this new guy, Guaido? That's next on Today Explained. like a parent or thinking about becoming a parent or just want to laugh at two people who are going to be inept parents pretty soon, there's a podcast called Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you that you might like. Josie Long and Johnny Donahue are two funny, clueless comedians who are just learning as they go. And the show follows Josie and Johnny through their not totally planned pregnancy as they try to prepare for the birth of their first child. In each episode, they sit down with actors and writers and comedians who are also parents to help them figure things out. They cover the funnier, messier questions from like, what is no sleep actually like to are we allowed to politically indoctrinate our kids? Wherever you're listening to this show right now, you'll probably also be able to find Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you. In Venezuela, we are very particular people, uh, maybe because we um, dream with this idea of uh, the heroes that granted or our liberty, you know, from the, the war in the, the time of Simon Bolivar. So, you know, as a society, we tend to look for a big, a big man, always. And I think that's why of that, that it's one of the reasons why Chavez was elected in the first place. The people of Venezuela was looking for a savior with like a big man, this this image 
For, for many people, that's what is happening right now with Juan Guaido. They are looking him as this savior that is coming to fight a, a government that is considered a dictatorship. Uh, for other people, he is considered just a guy that is meant to be there for the moment being, that is helping for a reconstruction of, of the democracy. And later, some other person will come in. I guess I want to know who this guy is. Who is Juan Guaido? He looks like a, a handsome young man. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty young. He's 35. And he was selected in January 5th as the president of the National Assembly. Um, and he became that day the youngest president of the Congress in Venezuela. So he, um, he made part in... 2007 of a student movement uh, against uh, President Chavez, a student movement that was really, really important here. They they protested against him and uh, and against a plan he he had to reform the constitution, and it was the only election that Chavez lost during his time in the presidency. Many of these guys that participated in this um, in this protest, many of these guys that were part of this student movement in 2007, they became legislators in 2015. They were voted to make part of the National Assembly in 2015. Uh, and Juan Guaido is one of them. He participated in this protest and then he became a, leg- a legislator for the state of Vargas, his home state. But before everything happened in December, this guy wasn't very well known outside Venezuela and not even inside Venezuela. But maybe that's something that is playing in his favor. The Venezuelan opposition had some kind of a bad reputation. Um, many people consider it that was completely dead. And now he's giving a new face, like, like, uh, like a fresh face to an opposition for which many people have lost faith. And his party, is his party like a leftist party, a rightist party? Is it moderate? Is it centrist? I would say that it's like more like centrist. But to be honest, at this point in Venezuela, it is difficult to say or to um, place a party or even a person, a politician uh, in some part of the spectrum. Like, we know that the government, they say to be leftist, even though they have politics that they it, it's not leftist at all, in my opinion. Um, but in Venezuela, for a long time, it has been the government and people against the government. Hmm. What, do you, what do you think it is that, that has people supporting him, that has the United States and Canada backing him, that has tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people out in the street, why are they drawn to this person who's young and doesn't have a lot of experience in, in Venezuelan politics? I think for a while, like, people that goes against President Maduro, um, they just want him to leave. They just want something different. Um, it has been years of, of Chavismo, of Bolivarian uh socialism. And I think people are just tired and the, their economic policies uh, are not working uh, anymore. And that's that's pretty evident, taking into account what has happened to the country, um, a country that is practically broken. Um, 
So I think they are giving their trust to these men because they need some kind of hope. They need to believe in something, even if it's someone that they don't know very well. They want a, cha a change of government, and that's for sure. And that's why they are deciding to back this, this guy. And regarding the international community, I think they, they see uh, this guy as democratic, something that Maduro is not. So that's why they are, they are backing him. And meanwhile, who's still supporting Maduro in the country? I, I imagine he still has like some part of the population that, that supports him. Um, like every day, I think it's less, less and less. Uh, yesterday, I had the opportunity of going to a rally that was organized by the government. The, the rally was not pretty full, but there were some people there. Uh, those who believe that everything that is happening in Venezuela is part of an economic war. Those who believe that this is a whole plan from, from the international community to destabilize um, Venezuela. Um, like, I think those... Whose, whose ideology uh, has always been Chavista and will always be Chavista, those are the ones supporting President Nicolás Maduro. Taking a tour of the streets in Venezuela this morning and being out there yesterday and seeing all the protests, what is the sense you get of how people feel right now? Are they scared? Are they hopeful? Are they, are they anxious? What's, what's the sentiment in the country? I think there's a lot of anxiety because people don't know what is going to happen. The future is really, really uncertain for Venezuelans. Um, like next hours will be crucial for the country. But in general, I have this feeling of, of hope. Talking with people, some of them say that they can finally see the light uh, at the end of the tunnel. This lady, she said that even though she knows it will be difficult and it won't be now, like right now, she feels that things will end pretty soon. Mariana Suniga is a freelance journalist based in Caracas. You can follow her work on Twitter at Mara Zuniga, M-A-R-A-Z-U-N-I-G-A. We knew to call on Mariana thanks to Radio Ambulante. She was just on that podcast speaking in Spanish about Bitcoin in Venezuela. I'm Sean Ramos-Firm. This is Today Explained. 